hand off his box, a box of chocolates. Would I know to stay away? What's said, hand off his box, a box of chocolates. Would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe, that means I have half a mind to stay. It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. It's a show about food. Good evening. This is Mike. And every Thursday at 6.30, we try to do something or other about food. And what we're trying to do right now is going to talk about finishing a complete sentence. This is more difficult than I thought it would be today. Right. So today we're going to focus on local food, eating as much local food as possible to boost the local economy. There's a group that's forming now called 10% Washtenaw, and their question is this, how can we make sure that locally grown food makes up 10% of the food eaten in Washtenaw County by the end of the decade? Because right now about 1% of the food eaten in Washtenaw County is local, just 1%. 10% total Increasing it tenfold will help local farmers, local food producers, and help the local economy. So a bunch of people got together from all walks of life for a food summit earlier this week. And I got to talk to some of them just before they were getting ready to go into that summit. But in the meantime, let's get to our own little musical summit here. It's growing. It is.
Can't you see it's growing? Yeah, it's The Temptations and It's Growing. It's That song was written by Smokey Robinson. It was a great old album called The Temptations Sing Smokey, where they do It's Growing, and their own versions of songs like You Beat Me to the Punch, which is also a food reference. We'll get to that one, one other, some other time, though. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and we're looking at a movement. Well, here's the thing. You see local food in restaurants. You see local food in farmers' markets, and it, it is growing. But there is a group of people that's getting together every day, every week, every month to try to make sure that everybody who wants local food can get local food. So kids in schools can get naturally made local food instead of relying on Pizza Hut and such like that. And this is growing and growing. There has been a food summit recently, and I got to speak to some of these folks that were going into that very food summit itself. I got to speak to Jeff McCabe, who, with Lisa Gottlieb, has Friday mornings at Selma. What that is is a local community breakfast. They serve breakfast, and the money goes to local farmers who produce the food, and also to grow hoop houses, which are are basically, as I understand, this is going to be a non-technical version of what this is, but basically a lower tech but better yield version of a greenhouse. Something to that effect. Essentially using natural ways to produce food in the summer and the winter. And so hoop houses have been built with some of the money that's been raised at this community breakfast. Now, Jeff McCabe has also been a part of 10% Washtana, which I've just started talking about an initiative so that people in Washtenaw County will eat 10% of their food from locally grown sources. And I talked to him just the other day. What is 10% Washtenaw all about? What is it all about? What is it? Well, we are putting up a little website called 10%Washtenaw.org. So we will be helping you find food from your neighbors and help you find ways to eat it. Um, I I think we're, we're all getting a little bit unhappy with these corporate players that have uh, uh, taken away some of the aspects of what food's supposed to be and replaced it with just a way to make a profit. And so I think both in how that's creating lousy jobs and lousy food and lousy outcomes for the environment, I think people are starting to pay attention to that. So, you know, we have to reach people. And so that's why I think we're talking about economic opportunity, first of all, because everybody's into growing the economy right now and creating new jobs. And so a 10% substitution, you know, we eat $1 billion worth of food in this county, and if we grow 10% of that or grow or, or, or um, produce in, in various ways that food, we're talking about thousands of jobs, net income of thousands of jobs, uh, and um, uh, you know, new farms that can replace the urban sprawl pressure around us, and there's just many ways that this turns into something quite nice. Uh, I, I frankly imagine a tourist-grade food economy like we have you know, in Europe and different places in the world where we've pretty much given that up. We have rich soil, and we've chosen just to put corn and soybeans on it because it's the easiest thing to do with the farm policies that we have right now. And I think there's just so much more we can do, and we can all get to know each other and create amazing community as we're doing that. I think we've demonstrated that in just this tiny little project we've done with Friday Mornings at Selma and found uh, a thousand people that have come out and joined and hundreds of volunteers that have built hoop houses and helped farmers start up new new farming infrastructure. So that's my idea.
Washtenaw County used to be a real uh, hub of agriculture. So I think we can tap into that past and make it a, the future. I guess, that, I don't know if that's the corny phrase, but it seems like that. Well, and I think you have to be a little bit careful not to just look at it in some kind of nostalgic perspective where like we're trying to go back to something that was before because obviously there were problems before you know people uh, that were in small communities wanted autonomy and wanted the kind of things they could get by getting off the farm so to speak and I think now we have the opportunity to have all that privacy in our own place and whatnot and kind of recreate the best of both worlds and so it isn't just going back to something right now we have actually people that have pioneered new techniques about how to farm in such a way that's really healthy for the soil, healthy for the people that are eating the food, and can actually create a living, even, even swimming upstream against all of these subsidies that are supporting corn and soybeans. And so we have to be smart. We can't just look back and, and be wistful for some time past. And that's not what it's about. But I think at the same time, the, the positive aspects of doing this are that people can control their own destiny. You know, they can grow their own food, where they can go grow food for their community and have their own farm and have some of these things that are really kind of hard to find in the corporate culture right now. Something that you can control and decide what you want to do and have that, um, what am I going to call it, Mike? Uh, your own uh, your manifest destiny about what you want to do with the land. And so I think there's room to, to grow food and to grow... Uh, summer foods, to grow winter foods with hoop houses, to process food to spread throughout the year, and to innovate all kinds of other things that we haven't even begun to imagine yet. So I think we take the first few steps and, and we'll find out what the next steps are. So that's Jeff McCabe talking about 10% Washtenaw. The website 10%Washtenaw.org is in progress. Right now there are several local farms, farms producing food, where you can look up information about them, where they're located, and their phone numbers and such. And there will be more information coming on the website about local stores and other sources of local food. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. We're looking at a movement of people getting together to make sure that local food is available to as many people as possible to kids who need it. And sure, I thought I could have played uh, Green Onions by Booker T and the NGs. I mean, you know, it's, it's that kind of song. But I thought instead I'd go with Booker T and the NGs doing a tune called Jelly Bread. Why not Jelly Bread? It sounds delicious, doesn't it? If it's natural, why not? If it tastes good, why not? He was talking about how things were harder... 100 years ago or so, and how now farmers have other opportunities and other technologies. I spoke to a fellow who used to work for Pfizer, and like many people working at Pfizer in Ann Arbor, he lost his job because Pfizer moved out of town. 2,000 jobs were gone. And Dick Dyer decided he wanted to do something creative with what he had, and he decided to start something new, a farm, a farm of his own with one particular item of food that he really liked a lot. My wife and I bought 15 acres uh, in Northwest Superior Township, and we're starting to farm it now. We're are focusing on garlic to start with. Uh, what does it take to grow garlic? What are, are there special needs for garlic? Well, garlic's a pretty nice crop to grow because it has few pests and few diseases. But you have to plant it in the fall and let it overwinter. And then the key element with growing garlic is to weed it. Uh, just vigorously. You can't let the weeds get ahead. They, uh, it's very sensitive to weed competition. 
start getting crops out of it in the early spring with uh, green garlic, which is little garlic plants, and then later on garlic scapes, which is a special shoot they send up. And finally, you dig the whole garlic bulb out of the ground in July and August. And once it's dried, it's on. It can stay on the shelf for four to eight months, depending on the variety, and that gives us an opportunity to sell it in a variety of different ways. So aside from garlic being totally wonderful, what's your uh, motivation for starting a garlic farm? Oh, well, I always uh, have enjoyed being at a farmer's market, and I wanted to have something to sell while I was there. Uh, my wife and I are very uh, interested in local food, and we think that this is one way that we can participate. And I've, I've just always uh, been fascinated by uh, the way plants grow. I think when we tried to, uh, way back in the time when I was in college and we were talking about uh, uh, bioengineering, take a seed and let it sprout and you can see a pretty well engineered machine right there. It's quite a remarkable event to just watch that whole process occur and uh, try to understand how it works and then know it well enough to to use it as a way to uh, make food for other people as well as yourself. ready to grow stuff that's going to come up this year. Oh, well, we just bought this property a year ago, and uh, we put in our our uh, offer on April 1st, which might have been auspicious, or maybe not. Uh, we closed at the end of May. Uh, I finally found a used tractor to buy in September, and uh, one of the neighbors uh, had turned the land for me so we could start uh, depleting the weed seed bank by letting weeds sprout and then tilling it and repeating that cycle over and over. Um, but in late September, uh, late October, I was uh, paying a trucker to bring in the city of Ann Arbor's compost to add to the soil because it tested out at such a low quality that we had to boost its fertility. And uh, I just got that incorporated into the uh, beds that I made the week before we had a big garlic planting party and were able to start, uh, start getting garlic in the ground. So it's been a, it's been a variety of different activities throughout last summer, and uh, well, in the end of March, March uh, 26 last year is when my garlic first came up through the ground. So we're we're hoping by the end of this month to see some uh, some garlic poking its head up through the straw mulch that we have on it now. And you'll be selling that at the farmers market. Well, I hope to. You know, the Ann Arbor's market's very competitive to get into. I expect if I am lucky enough to be able to sell there, it would be at the Wednesday market as opposed to the Saturday market. But also, I have been very active with Growing Hope and Ypsilanti, and I really support them in the farmer's market activities that they've started. So I'm definitely going to be at the Ipsy uh, farmer's market, independent of what happens here in Ann Arbor. And I've also looked at the Northfield market, and there's a little market that's starting up in Whitmore Lake, and we may try those. I Having not... Uh, manage the logistics of getting materials to and from a market and um, selling while you're there. I, 
I, I want to see what it's like before I overcommit. listening to Dick Dyer talking about his new garlic farm. And this is Pandora's Lunchbox. We're looking at solutions that will allow us to eat more local food and produce more local food in Washtenaw County. Dick Dyer producing a garlic farm and working with Growing Hope in Ypsilanti. He and other people were involved in a food summit, a local food summit earlier this week. And also, while I was speaking to the folks getting to the summit, I spoke to Amanda Edmonds of Growing Hope, and she gave me some ideas of what they're up to these days. Growing Hope does quite a number of things in Ypsilanti and in the region. They have, just to give you a sampling of what goes on, let me tell you about their Growing Hope Center in Ypsilanti. What they want to do with the center is have healthy cooking classes, school field trips to pick fruit for students, a donation garden for people in need, and a high-intensity urban food production place year-round. So this is one of many things that they're doing. But let's hear from Amanda herself, Amanda Edmonds of Growing Hope. The movement of local food is exploding, and the interest is at all-time high. Our biggest challenge is keeping up with the interest and demand, whether it's for our programs like doing free raised bed vegetable garden installs in low-income families, low-income families at their houses um, or apartments, or it's volunteers or students wanting internships. It's sort of the challenges keeping up with the demand with a pretty small staff and core of sort of people. Um, but it's it's going pretty well. Our farmer's market is um, rocking out. It'll be our fifth year this year of the downtown Ipsy Farmer's Market on Tuesdays. And um, last year, our total sales of the market were $108,000 compared to the first year, which was $22,000. So, um, and of that $108,000, $21,000 was um, food stamps and related uh, low-income assistance programs, which is almost 20% of market sales. And we are really ecstatic and blown away by that number. So we really feel like our, our purpose, one of our main goals of the market is to increase access to healthy food, and then the market is showing by the numbers that it's really doing that. So you're bringing healthy food to people who might not otherwise have access to it, and you're working with children a lot, too. Yeah, we do after-school programs. We have uh, 15 to 20 kids, uh, young adults, who are at each uh, East and West Middle School, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons, um, doing an after-school program that's also a partnership with Project Healthy Schools. And um, we're doing nutrition-based garden education. So they made homemade whole wheat pizza from scratch. And so they made smoothies that had bananas and blueberries and other stuff and spinach. And apparently all the kids drank them, which was pretty exciting. Um, yeah, so it's about healthy eating kind of from the, from the get-go. Kids get to make their own food and then eat it. Yes, it's that, it's that simple. It should be that simple. school program right now is our main youth focus. We do have youth internships um, for some of our teens in the summer, and we run a youth summer camp out of the West Willow neighborhood at their community garden. Um, but it's about building, overall about building people's capacity to sort of provide for themselves. And whether that's growing food um, as a source of nutrients and a way to help uh, reduce family food budget and increase nutrition and health, um, or it's about that as an opportunity for sale. And so this is a, a sustainable green job. Um, 
whether you're selling from a four by four foot raised bed or a larger area, um, there, there's a real opportunity, especially with the demand of the local food movement, for um, gardens to be viable income. You don't have to have a farm. You can be an urban farmer all the way down to a few square feet or container gardening has an opportunity for, for really important income you know, for a household. We are really excited to have just relaunched, relaunched um, a new Growing Hope website yesterday, growinghope.net, and um, have been having um, some really fun monthly community gatherings that are free and open to all always. Um, we have a monthly tour of our urban farm in progress, the Growing Hope Center. Um, we have a monthly community-wide potluck that anyone and everyone is welcome to attend, including kids. And we have a monthly urban farmer breakfast, Ipsy Urban Farmer Breakfast, um, where we rotate among local cafes. And people who are getting together just to talk about what they're doing and what they want to do for growing food and selling food and, and that sort of thing. Um, so that's really exciting, and we've been pleased by the real diversity of the turnout there. The other thing that's just finished up that's super exciting is that we, we train garden leaders. We train teams of people who are doing community gardens, school gardens, whether getting them up and going or expanding them or rebuilding them. And this year um, we had uh, a total of 87 people in our five-week institute, which is um, well more than double what we've ever had before. So teams from all over Washtenaw County, from churches and synagogues and schools and apartment complexes and high-rises and neighborhoods all coming together to learn about community organizing and project planning in the context of bringing people together in community spaces to, to grow. And so that was really exciting to have such a diverse group from all over the county and such huge demand for the program. So we just finished up and we're excited to help them as they uh, then get their gardens growing for the spring. Thank you, Amanda Edmonds of Growing Hope. We've talked to Amanda Edmonds of Growing Hope and Dick Dyer, who is creating with his wife a new garlic garden in Superior Township, and Jeff McCabe, Jeff McCabe of Friday Mornings at Selma, which is a community breakfast that raises money for local farmers and to grow hoop houses where more food can be grown. All these people have gotten together this week and will continue to get together to create 10% Washtenaw, an initiative where hopefully 10% of the food we eat in Washtenaw County will be grown locally. 10%Washtenaw.org is a website which is just starting up. It will include information on where you can get local food in supermarkets, in farms, and information on that. Also, growinghope.net is another way to get involved locally with food. So much we can talk about. We'll continue to do that on Pandora's Lunchbox every week. In the meantime, I want to go back to garlic because I, I love garlic. And did you know that there's some quaint dinner slang for garlic in the 1920s? This is according to a website by the name of Home Cooking. It's homecooking.about.com. Okay, yeah, it's about.com, home cooking. Does that make sense? In the 1920s, quaint dinner slang for garlic included Bronx Vanilla. Bronx Vanilla. I love it. Halitosis was another name for it. I like that. And should, Italian perfume? I, I, don't know. I, don't, I don't know. Today, Americans alone consume more than 250 million pounds of garlic annually. The word garlic comes from the Old English garliac, meaning spear leek. It's dating back over, it dates back to over 600 years. It's native to Central Asia, but it's long been a staple of the Mediterranean region, also a frequent seasoning in Asia, Africa, and Europe. Egyptians worshipped garlic, 
good idea. They placed clay models of garlic bulbs in the tomb of Tutankhamun. Garlic was so highly priced it was even used as currency. That's not a bad idea. Drop the dollar, drop the pound, drop the euro. We'll do it all in garlic. I think that's a great idea. We just need, uh, you know, smell-proof garments and, and just keep eating it and it'll be great. This is Pandora's Lunchbox and I'm babbling. We've been listening to a lot of information about how we can have more local food. And now here's a slightly crazed man singing about garlic itself. What do you think? There are spices and vegetables that you may grow to rejoice in the harvest each fall. Though they all have their qualities, this you must know. The garlic is king of them all. You may use it with poultry, with fish or red meat, or to spice up a vegetable stew. In fact, it enhances each dish that you eat, and it serves as a medicine too. Since biblical times, in all places and climes, it has eased countless suffering and ills. Oh, if we knew the worth of these cloves so sublime, we would throw out our poisonous pills. Egyptians, Phoenicians, Vikings and Greeks, Babylonians, Danes and Chinese on their voyages took enough garlic for weeks and their enemies died on the breeze. In Bulgaria's mountains, on Russia's wide plains, people lived to a hundred years old. For it's juice of the garlic that flows in their veins. Oh, it's worth twice its weight in pure gold. With selenium, germanium, alisum too, it can fight many kinds of disease. So if you have arthritis, bronchitis, or flu, just say, peel me a garlic clove, please. They plant garlic in gardens to keep away worms and any bad things that hurt plants. If you're one of those people concerned about germs, you can drop one or two in your pants. There are spices and vegetables that you may grow of all colors and shapes, large and small. By the weight of this evidence, now you must know the garlic is king of them all. Slightly crazed, right? What did I say? Kind of like me. That was Charlie King and the Garlic Song. That was written by a woman named Ruthie Gorton. And we're running out of time on Pandora's Lunchbox. So much happening, but I want to mention before I go that the Ragbirds, a great local band, is putting on a benefit for the homeless people of Ann Arbor Monday, March 8th. You can look it up at the Ragbirds MySpace page. Monday, March 8th, and Monday, March 8th, I mean, Monday, March 8th at the Vineyard Church of Ann Arbor. You can find out about it on this website, myspace.com, under the Ragbirds. It's a benefit at Monday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Ticket information is there. I've been Pandora's Lunchbox. You've been Mike. Thank you for doing that. And coming up next, Arwolf will help us to face the music. And before we do that, Annie Ross will help help us to face the farmer's market. Once there was a girl and she was right from the sticks. Thought she'd go out to the market one day. And hey, we should save the town. She was the toast, really the most. We don't want to boast, but... Scazzablaz would all surround a city Sick or sure what hound She walked in the marketplace What did she see? Crew cut and cute with a crazy goatee What a blend He was the heir 
selling beans Dressed in his jeans What a buy She was heard to cry I got beans at a bargain, little girl Won't you step right up Cast your eyes upon me where you will have no other care to be No other worry there if you see the crazy fairy You'll have when they clean and cook the crazy on the table I got a fresh this very morning from the backyard And I picked them all myself I hope that you would come along and buy some these Because well, what I'm trying to say is They taste so good They taste so very, very, very good Take advantage of a bargain coming and buy some We got string beans, snap beans, lima beans We got the very kind of beans that I would like to put right in your fresh burger Pretty baby, don't you see what I mean? They're the finest of beans, coolest of beans They're the best beans that you could find in this or any other marketplace What are you trying to prove with all your talk of beans? Yes, I know they look crazy But they're just beans Only beans they will have to go Because of something you should know That though I think the beans are great Well, you can leave them off my plate Because they're my favorite dish Hey Let me say I Am not the guy Who's supposed to sell beans It's a means To you Cause I Straight from New York to around the country with Wardell Gray And hey, we could sure say of the drums He was the toast, relief the most We don't want to boast, but All the crazy chicks were down him All the crazy bands were down him Then one day he met the one that made his head whirl He met married the same little girl What a blend, they are the end They're real cool, house with a pool Crazy scenes play Thank you, Annie Ross. And if you want to hear the original of that song, um, go directly to the complete recordings of Wardell Gray. It's a minute past seven. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, student-run experimental experiential radio from the University of Michigan. My name is R. Wolf. I want to send this show out tonight to Ed Special and Gato Forbes Gagnier, two very dear creatures who are... uh, Uh, Well, I hope taking it easy and feeling good tonight. We'll start with the bonzos. Thank you. 